this would be a festive holiday show, but I do have two to to bring us through from the fall and the gluttony of Thanksgiving into the happy time of the holidays. Can I bring up two two uh, two sour negative things? <laughs> please, please do. Or I guess two things that are related to a bad person, but have a silver lining. And I think you might get a kick out of both of these. Okay. So are, do you know, are you familiar with the tiny Japanese fire truck that I posted it a couple of times on Instagram that lives in San Francisco? No, I'm, I'm an avid follower of your Instagram account, but I, <laughs> I, do, I don't recall seeing that. Uh, I have, I'm the smallest influencer with an audience of one. Okay. <laughs> So there's a little tiny fire truck called Kiri, uh, and it's, you, you see it around the mission a whole bunch. I sent you a link. Mm. So, that, so this morning was um, Cybertruck Day. It was. Happy, happy Cybertruck Day to those who celebrate. Only bad people do. <laughs> um, I actually forget. Were you, because it wasn't the whole dumb thing about the Cybertruck was like you, it wasn't like the roads, you just had to put like $100 that's kind of that. It was a fu- it how... was a fully cancelable and refundable. It was just it was just like a dumb cash infusion scam. That's that's kind of how all their deposits have been. I I, I can't remember if it was a hundred or a thousand that I had to put down for my bottle three, but either way, it was it was fully refundable. So anyway, but but yeah, this dumb ugly car from a bad person is 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 coming out. But mm. there's a there's one of the um, like demo models or just like one of the seed models uh, was parked in. Uh, I should actually know what I can't see because I can't zoom in uh, which neighborhood this is. But yeah, uh, Kiri, the tiny fire truck next to this god awful stainless steel monstrosity with panel gaps, even worse than the Model 3. Um, <laughs> it's fun. And then, so again, that, that fire truck is a great follow. It also apparently has a calendar that you can purchase, which is. San Francisco. Uh, there's this one, which is a, uh, a tweet uh, or a tweet that uh, the bad man sent last week. But it was a meme on threads uh, where people would, were using the text of that, the, um, that tweet and putting, uh, they were changing the context of who said it. So the tweet was, there's a large graveyard filled with my enemies. I do not wish to add to it, but will given the choice or given no choice. Those who pick fights with me do so at their own peril, but maybe this is their lucky day. As said by Elmo to Rosita, what's her name? Or is that Zoe? Um, I'm Orange ashamed Sesame to say Street that I don't character. know which character that is. It's not Rosita. Yeah, it's Zoe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my knowledge holds up. Again, even though Oscar and Slimy and Snuffleupagus are kind of the only ones that people should be busying themselves with. Yeah, yeah Zoe was cool. But yeah, it was a fun meme. Uh, in a week, or actually a month or a year of just, um, yeah, really terrible man. Yeah, that, actually, um, well, what's, what's the conference that he just spoke at? The deal book or something? Well, this, this was, is the thing where... something. Well, Andrew Ross Sorkin... Well, also... <sighs> maybe the only... <laughs> No, not gonna say it. Uh, Bob Iger is not a, uh, of all, th- all the people to say things like that too. Yeah, Bob Iger, not the worst target. Anyway, because he he has tried to play both sides, and I'm still mad about his whole trying to pretend like Bob Chapek 
uh, this is a holiday show, uh, pooped the bed with Disney when he was mostly executing Bob, <laughs> Bob Iger's plan. But like, yeah, it, that's the one thing where and, Andrew Ross Sorkin has, in terms of having a uh, controversial and uh, uh, of lasting influence back-to-back years of interviews, last year it was uh, Samuel Bankman-Fried, and now this year is uh, uh, Space Karen. So yeah. Anyway, with that, in two hours, we enter December when everything looks pretty and nobody, uh, nobody's ever mad and everything's perfect. So happy holidays to you. Happy holidays. So we've got some follow-up to round out and then we are going to do a public service, mm. which is, so stay tuned if everybody made it through that nonsense. Uh, we are going to have uh, our first annual, that can't, technically correct. Can't be, can't be first annual. I, I see. I see what you did there, but no, I still think that that's silly. Uh, and also, <laughs> because of Jason's position on on the whole Ram debate, also persona non grata right now. Uh, no, first annual, technically correct. Uh, actually, as, as as a quick aside, so this is an upgrade sure. reference to those who don't know. Um, I meant to make a comment to you about this um, uh, offline online when Mike. Uh, an episode or two ago, or may- maybe he's been saying this every episode because he's trying to get you know um, submissions for the upgradees. When he's been saying it's the tenth annual, it, I I don't even really know what to do with that. That's oh, very, the very upsetting. Yeah, because I I actually distinctly remember listening to the episode where jason called him out for calling it the first annual like i I can totally remember that and the fact that that was 10 years ago is yeah very alarming yeah times times a real mfr as mike isaac would say (laughs) uh but anyway yeah first annual holiday gift guide because i think it's kind of going to be i think it's gonna be important because it's kind of the the amalgamation or the, the the distillation of many many chef specials and also just kind of, you know, you, you uh, picky people often pick the best stuff, <laughs> even though this hol- the holidays, uh, the holidays are not about material objects. No, of course not. Material objects um, and services. Definitely mm-hmm. services. They, uh, you, All right. Asked him. All right. A few things. Uh, so one, this is a, hold- a holdover from three or four weeks ago. Um we talked about the deodorant museum that is now most California Target stores where most stuff is locked up. And I unfortunately did have to engage with one of those. Like just begrudgingly, I looked it up on Amazon. And again, we talked about how Amazon's CPG strategy is terrible or just for some reason they just won't sell you things at a fair price that are like that. So I did have to do it. And like the employee was very nice, but it was just kind of like me wasting three minutes in an aisle just to buy, to, to not be stealing something i don't know but on a conference on an earnings call the ceo of target brian cornell said that customers are saying a big quote a big thank you for locking things up because it means uh their most wanted goods like razor blades and uh old spice deodorant are locked up in a museum so yeah you're welcome I actually have another thing for you that I, I meant to mention offline, online. You're slacking. Um, we... In... Hmm? 
Sorry, I said you're slacking, but oh. you're slacking in the slack. I didn't mean for it to be that, but mm, it, it was. Nice. So, well, well done. Um, so our garbage disposal started leaking. Actually, right right before we were going to be leaving uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday. But, you know, you just shut the water off to the house while you're gone. It's, it's fine. So we did that. Wait, what? Uh, well, there, there was the a, entire house. Yeah. So there was a very small leak in the garbage disposal. I mean, when when there wasn't water, you know, actively running through the kitchen sink, it, it wasn't really leaking, of course, because, I mean, that's that's where the water comes from that goes through the disposal. But, you know, you when you're going to be gone, especially for like a full week like we were, it's actually good practice just to shut water off to your house anyway when you're going to be gone that long. Um, so just as an extra precaution, we did that. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> got back from, you know, being gone for a week. And literally one of the first things I did when we got home was go to the Home Depot to, to get a new disposal. Guess what is locked up at Home Depot? And as far as I could tell, was basically the only type of product that was fully locked up. The incinerator. Yeah. Garbage disposals. Every single one of them locked up. Well, I, I was did you... very surprised. Did you get a Waste King or an Insincorator? I think it's an Insincorator. The Badger 500, I think, is what it is. I got got the exact same one that we had before in an effort to minimize the amount of things I had to take out when replacing it. So by buy, by uh-huh. buying exactly the same one, I could keep you know the same mounting thing to the sink, keep all the you know plumbing the same. So I appreciate where it says "assembled in the United States," which is a very very specific phrasing, <laughs> and it's it's got half a horsepower. All right, cool. Um, it does, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I was um, yeah, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been on my if if somebody said you know hey Ryan make a list of the top you know, five or 10 things you think are most commonly stolen from Home Depot that they would then be forced to put behind lock and key. Garbage disposals wouldn't have been on that list, I don't think. So actually, oddly, a lot of follow-up related to this. So one on that list, my main pick would be the uh, Golden Retriever uh, light up (laughs) little dude who has the the earmuffs because he's pretty gosh darn cute. Um. But no, I so I have like a little home project now that I I need to take more pictures of and post. But I've been uh, vaguely restoring and cleaning up a vintage card catalog. We'll bookmark that the, for another show. The, the lady friend was her interest was piqued when you posted a little preview of that on on Instagram. Oh, it's it's pretty much done. I'm very happy with it. Mm. But also a couple of things with that. One, I, it gave me an excuse to buy an orbital sander. Didn't know what that was. That's, that's uh, cool. very much. Very much locked up at Home Depot. Okay. I uh, also got to buy. So again, we'll and we'll cover this when we have more time. Uh, the rods that normally would affix the card catalog entries in there, I had to figure out a way to like break that. And apparently, I'm probably on some government list for buying bolt cutters at Home Depot. <laughs> also locked up. Uh, there's a lot of stuff locked up at Target, or sorry, at Home Depot, or especially that whole area it's kind of kind of kind of i get why bolt cutters are even though they're not terribly expensive that's you mean because then it uh it 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 would be the 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 weak link (laughs) or it'd be be the control the controls failure for everything else that's locked up 
it's fair very fair point um yeah. i i guess you're i guess you're right now that i think about it a little more carefully the entire like the entire power tool section i think is for the most part locked up so i, I guess you're right that there's more at home depot that's locked up than i was but thinking like, but in terms but, of like stuff you're gonna fence who who who's who's like in terms of like garbage disposals are garbage disposals are heavy are they not quite so that's not, yeah. that's not something that you're throwing up on ebay or that you're just like selling just like with nobody has like a coat full of like garbage disposals right and well and, and i and i think I, razors maybe true and i can confirm it's not always been this way because this is not the first time that our garbage disposal has broken since owning this house and so i've and yet I've, you bought the same one well i think well yeah i did although i i think the first time it broke i don't think that was the same one but anyway um i recall from i recall you know making the same home depot drip home depot trip to replace that and and the the garbage disposals were not locked up then i can recall so this is a sometime in the last four ish years or something development but my other gripe with Home Depot, and I don't know if this is specifically the San Rafael Home Depot, because um, I haven't been to the the Daily City or the Emeryville one recently, but they straight up have like zero cash registers now. It's like all self-checkout and occasionally like one or two of the self-checkouts is staffed by a person. And I, I, I think that's trash. Yeah, the, the San Rafael one's been like that for for quite a while. I feel like it, it's gotten worse, or I think like there there used to be the illusion of having actual checkout stands that just were never staffed, and now, yeah, it's it's it's, it's no good. It's still no Apple Pay either. Oh my God, you're bringing up another thing. I the Home Depot the Home Depot app is so good. Mm-hmm. The Home Depot app of actually trying to buy something the payment system yeah sucks. not good yep well yep. no because i tried to originally get this stuff as like uh different i think they call it buy online pickup and store and i tried four different credit cards all of which were very valid to have a credit line and they would not allow me to check out with any of them and then i was like oh well i guess maybe let me try to see if it supports buy with apple pay of course it doesn't they don't support <laughs> it in store they don't support it in the app so i had to buy all this crap with uh using paypal to check out online <laughs> and then who use who fucking uses paypal apparently i, I do and then the uh, uh, buy online pickup and store thing like the quoted turnaround time is two hours i waited a day and a half until i had to cancel the order and just go pick up everything myself not great bob like well actually yeah when I discovered that the garbage disposals were behind lock and key. Like my first thought was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to now find somebody, which, you know, at Home Depot is not always the easiest thing to do. And when I find some, somebody like they're not going to have the key and are like, aren't, aren't even going to know who has the key, but actually it ended up being that the person was basically right there. So that was a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, no, I mean, to, to that's the one thing where it was maybe less bad than Target in, in that regard. I, like, I, I generally don't have a problem with finding somebody to help at Home Depot. Um, but no, the guy who handed me the bolt cutters told me, hey, this is probably not the appropriate tool from the job, but I mean, whatever. And it, it worked. So, um, yeah, that yeah, Home Depot, it's kind of, 
Yeah, everything stinks now. Capitalism was a bad idea. No, I still I still like um, Target. I, I I I understand your your gripe about stuff being locked up, but but I I, I do like them still. I I I kind of do too, but my problem is, and I maybe I maybe you're just not as in tune to this because you only shop online. Mm-hmm. I because I do enjoy like. Because I don't have kids. I enjoy a leisurely <laughs> weeknight kind of just yeah, see see what's new. See see what wacky new goldfish flavors there are now. Um love, love that. But their prices suck. Like they're they're like in terms of like companies that were opportunistic about uh inflation and consumer did you listen to this morning's daily show? Or sorry, the daily? I did. That was that was going. Gina's so good. All right, she, but uh, she, but yeah. She's the best, yeah. Yeah. Um but no, like Target really took advantage. Like where some stuff like it's not even just like even if you think about like that holistic term of like of the aggregate four year combination of groceries, like going up 26 percent, uh, tar- worse at Target, real bad at Target. Hmm. Um, and their prices have slowly come back down to reality. And like because and that's the one thing because I enjoy going in store to certain things like, you know, like, you know what stuff is bad to buy at Safeway in terms of being a bad value. And you and you generally will make a decision in your head of. Well, in terms of convenience versus cost, like what am I going to buy where? Or am I just going to buy everything and accept kind of that some stuff's good, some stuff's bad in terms of price? But a Target used to be, especially for groceries, a very fair um, like choice in terms of like price versus value. And no, it sucks now. Yeah, it's, yeah, thumbs down. Hmm. Too bad. Yeah. Um, and also they do that price discrimination thing where, uh, depending the, the prices you see in store are not the same as online. And then you have to go like beg, like, well, pretty please. Can you price match your own gosh darn website? I, I, yeah, it used to be good. Yeah, they do. I do notice that where various promotions and discounts and stuff will only be available if you pick up in store or only available if you buy online and you know not not in both which i always that's i always think that's a little weird but it's like i'm I'm trying to buy something from you like what what difference does it make (laughs) how how i procure it well uh biz dev people who are trying to exploit the omni channels (laughs) there's a reason for everything again capitalism have we have we, we have we talked about the the starbucks thing with drive up orders now no because starbucks is never on my radar unless i'm visiting a city i haven't been in but Mm. no please please tell me because i don't know what you mean so now with target when you um so you know you 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 put in your order online if you want to do a drive up pickup and then they say hey it's ready and then you you know you're supposed to notify them that you're on your way because then that gives them time to to get everything together and it you know makes the pickup time a little quicker when you get there there's now an option to when you check in to say, "Hey, I'm I'm on my way." If you're going to a Target that has a Starbucks, which is feels like it's all of them now, um, you can actually put in a Starbucks order, and they just bring that out to your car with the rest of your stuff. Which you know, as as particularly as a parent of two young kids, it's a very very nice little uh, thing. Took advantage of that um, in San Diego during the Thanksgiving break. Swung by a Target early in the morning got some coffee it's great what do you like at starbucks that's not a judge you that i meant 
Um, but the kind of the one and only thing I generally get there is they do, um, they call it a shaken iced espresso and it's, it's the, well, the grande size anyway is basically just three shots of espresso with ice and like a little bit of milk. Wait, you, sorry. You mean a triple shot? What did I, what did I say? No, you said three shots. I just want to make sure you're not talking about like three double shots because that, that would. Oh, no, no, no. 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 Yeah, family Tri- friendly, but that, that would fuck you up. <laughs> triple, triple shot. Yeah. And then I'm sorry, what is it mixed with? Because that technically is still only about two and a half ounces of liquid. The, the default is um, like a little bit of milk. And right, then they, so it's, just they, a nice, it's just a nice coffee. Well, it's, it's just a nice latte. Well, but it has a lot less milk than a latte. Got it. But but yeah, it's basically an iced latte with less milk is yeah, the way you can think about it. And then they have, you know, they've got different variations of it. Like one I'll go to sometimes is they've got a um one that's made with oat milk and then they put a little bit of this like brown sugar sweetener in it. It's actually mm-hmm. it, it's still like pretty low like calorie and stuff, so it's it's not like the worst thing. And it it's it's pretty good. Well, but that's also the thing about Sugar. It is very low calorie and low fat, but it's it's what well, it turns into. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. That's that's very Yeah, that's very suburban the synergies. very suburban new parent. Or it's which, also just know, very a, a good good demo for Target. Yeah. Yeah. Uh interesting. All right, we got more mileage out of that than we thought. I will actually I do you know, let me burn off something that I don't think I ever have any any place to put it so i mean I, you're you're obviously not nearly as fussy as me i like i think i like i've always liked <laughs> coffee more than you but wait did i say wait what did i say I, no I was, uh, just, I was thinking about that i was trying to think is, is that a true statement i guess in most things it probably is yeah i meant it related to coffee but actually in life i think probably by an order of magnitude i'm more <laughs> difficult and fussy um but you like i've always been a coffee person but you are the one who nudged me into the home coffee and the home espresso well actually i was into the pour over but you ripped the seal on homemade espresso and then i took it too far but i guess my that was my, my point is that so you're just not fussy about like while you're out of the house coffee prep or just kind of like quality just because starbucks is even at its best not great and also like the store within a store starbucks like at target is it's kind of exceptionally not great so when i'm at home yeah i've got the you know the the nice homemade coffee when i'm in the area like so if i'm in the office in san francisco or whatnot you know i i usually seek out a, a blue bottle or something so i i am a little more particular like when i'm here at home or at least in the area but when I'm traveling, I'm, I mean, a lot of times, I'll, I mean, less less so now with kids, but like, you know, when, when traveling, I'll, I'll like to check out like, you know, local local coffee shops and stuff. Um, but I'll, some other times when traveling, especially now with kids, you know, a, a Starbucks is is fine. Mm-hmm. I would prefer a Pete's if that's available, but Starbucks is fine. All right, so I'm DMing you another Threads link. So this, I don't know if this is at... So sorry, remind me what we had. You you introduced me did, at Wayfair Tavern. Yep. Did we have an Irish coffee or an espresso martini? 
we had an Irish coffee. Okay. So I saw this come up on the the curated algorithm on on threads. This is upsetting. So is this at Buena Vista Cafe? It is. Yeah. One, the kind of the lack of care with which it's made. Um kind of a lot. But also, is it literally just a shit ton of drip coffee and then a bunch of sugar and then maybe a little bit of Yeah, this is Yeah, it's it's really a it's a sugar cube. It's coffee, it's Irish whiskey, and then some um, heavy whipping cream that they beat to a texture where it's like, it's not, it's not like whipped cream, but it's got a little bit of like air to it. Mm -hmm. No, they're, they're the, they're the best. Love, love, love an Irish coffee from Buena Vista. The hastiness of this makes me. No, it's fun. No, it's fun. Like they'll, I mean, they'll sometimes line up. Man, I've seen them line up, you know, at least like a dozen of these things. It's it's fun to watch them make. Oof. Hey, you you so you've never been to Buena Vista? No, run past it all the time. Man, uh, but no, huh? That's... But also, I kind of feel like I'm not I'm not much of a day drinker. Um, like the exception is wine tasting, and I will generally not. I actually I think that's a young person's game, or it's 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 just kind of, it's kind of a I think it's as enjoyable when you think it through as somebody who's in their 30s. But um, yeah, I feel like this type of thing would have to be something that you have only between the hours of maybe one and five in in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, so I, I've actually never gone to Buena Vista or even had an Irish coffee, I don't think, during the day. But But you're right. That's probably the smarter way to do it because that is an issue with them, especially if you partake in more than one you can sometimes get yourself a bit <laughs> a bit wired on caffeine i've certainly well, I, had that i would experience. assume you i would assume you wouldn't because it's mixing kind of like a to use a 90s nancy reagan dare language it's an upper and a downer and that would probably like mellow itself out well kind of it kind of depends i guess has, okay, been, I has, been my, has been my experience but you know the the real shame is there used to be a Buena Vista location in SFO in the United <clears throat> Terminal. And so that was always my, especially around like the holidays when I was traveling, that would always be my, my go-to spot, stop when waiting for my flight. But that uh, is no longer there and has been replaced by a um, San Francisco Giants branded like brew pub thing now. Um, they do have a Starbird there now. I think the they do in, in uh, the Southwest Terminal. Yeah, I think that was the first Starbird I ever saw in person. Was that one? Yeah, yeah. I can't bring myself to bring uh, to pay airport prices. Like again, if if you're getting to an airport and you don't have a layover, uh, you're if you're getting there early enough or late, like if if you're having to buy food there, something's gone wrong. Well, that's again the advantage of not having kids. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to be cutting did you, it that did close. You, did you really kids. just tell me to check my privilege, my child? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I did it politely. <laughs> and and only after you yourself mentioned it in a different context. So I felt like uh, that was giving me permission. <laughs> oh, no, totally. Like that. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot to be said of the fact that I can just. Oh, that's oof. You don't have to answer this. I do think about one. No, I'll tell you this is this is an offline thing. Okay. <laughs> this this is a uh, technically correct holiday party conversation. 
No, it's more. Well, I mean, actually, yes. Let me actually let me write it. <laughs> uh, so wh- wh- where do you write stuff like that down? What do you That's, mean? Is that is that going in OmniFocus or where, where's that going? No. So during a show, I just have a text mate, just blank mm. text document where I will occasionally type in show titles and also any stray notes. And then I will poorly put that into OmniFocus or simple note later to forget about it. You just start start feeding that into a GPT now. You can query no, my, it. My, my humane pin. <laughs> right. You, you open we, my... We, open my, we open might get your, to that. I didn't realize this opener was going to take 35 minutes. But yeah, I, <laughs> again, I'm still watching this guy pour uh, coffee really haphazardly. <laughs> um, okay. Item one of five. All right. Uh, guy Fietti and the Food Network have inked a $100 million deal for how long? I didn't actually... Well, it's going to take him to the 20-year mark with the network. Anyway, he's getting paid a lot of money, and I think most people have come around to the fact that he's an okay guy who can probably cook and is tolerable. Like, I feel like Gordon... Do you like Gordon Ramsay? I mean, I know who he is, of course, but I, I've actually never... I've never watched Hell's Kitchen or any really anything else he's done. Yeah, like, I, I never have either. Like, I've seen random clips of him calling people a donkey and yelling in a kitchen, and I don't think that's enjoyable. Like, I, I, wanted to, I want to hear about donkey sauce. I don't want to hear people being called donkeys. But he has um, Gordon Ramsay scrambled egg he has and you can put this in the show notes he has a like a video that actually taught me really well just how to like you just you never let them st- uh, like stop moving like how to like perfect scrambled eggs and it's like real real good but just like why is i i don't get the whole persona i don't know if it's a british thing that does well over there and we imported over here but yeah, I mean, Guy Fieri seems like a less problematic Gordon Ramsay. He just seems like he seems like a nice guy. And if he's taking money away from Bobby Flay, then <laughs> I, I think everybody wins. <laughs> um, the Cookie Monster thing. I actually haven't read this article yet. I oh, did really? skim the pictures because I do like the guy. I forget who, what like um what's his name Soap and Deb. Like he 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 writes fun stuff, and occasionally that stuff will come across I... my radar, but. Like the I pictures. Yeah, I won't I won't spoil it, but I, I did read it and I actually found it really interesting. I was it was not what I was expecting them to be. Can I ask a spoiler? Which is are they technically edible? Yes. Like, for the for the most part. Yeah. Like I su- I I assume the whole point of this is that they're made for TV and they're made for like maximum like crumblability. The, yeah, they, they this isn't too much of a spoiler. The the chocolate chips on them is actually glue <laughs> so that that part's not edible of course but the the rest of the cookie technically is and wait it, these are really thin thin cookies yeah well be well again i, I don't want to spoil the whole thing but there, there's like a ton of thought put into them around the way that they break and it, it's 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 it, it, it was, i was very interesting i i was a good good short short read I mean, it's it's fun. It was it was also there was a recent article in I think the Atlantic or the New Yorker, which it was somebody who like found all the places that Taylor Swift had eaten at in 
New York recently and just tried to recreate it. And then basically one of the servers basically said, yeah, she's great. She, uh, she sits, she eats, she, she pays and gets the fuck out. It was really, it was really, really fun. So I, I appreciate a deep dive into something that is kind of unimportant because the world's on fire and it's sometimes nice to have that. The other thing that the article that, or that I learned from the article is that Cookie Monster was a character created by Jim Henson, but originally for um, a commercial for General Foods Canada. And then they eventually brought the character over to Sesame Street. So not, not, a, not a character originally developed for Sesame Street. Can I ask a dumb question? Is mm. Jim Henson the guy who did the Muppets? Yep. So is Sesame Street like just his like nonprofit educational version of the Muppets? I guess so. I didn't know they were that related. I think there's been, yeah, I think there's been like crossover stuff between Muppets and like Sesame Street characters. Like has Kermit ever talked to Big Bird? I don't, I don't know. If, I don't question. know if the world could, could handle that. I'm not sure. Hmm. I want to say there was like a, like a movie maybe where like Muppet characters and Sesame Street characters were together. I, I, I'm maybe I'm thinking of a dream I had as a kid. I, I don't know, but anyway, mm-hmm. I, I did not, did not know that was a cookie monsters origin story. I, I, what I'm saying is I did not know cookie monster was Canadian. The Canadians often, well, you, you're often they, surprised. They, they, by they sneak up Canadian. on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like a Prius in the whole foods parking lot. Yeah. Um, so you'll have the link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Another link you'll have in the show notes because it's not terribly useful to describe on a pod, a video to describe on a podcast. Uh, but friend of the show and favorite, uh, Tech Jojo, Joanna Stern. Uh, so she has a she has a Ford Mach E and she's been doing a ton of stuff on electric vehicles recently. And uh, she was in LA test driving a Rivian. She, she had the R one T. Um, and she just did a reason why basically every non-supercharger stinks or just kind of like why the charging experience is not very good. And I thought it was very, very informative. And it's like all of her videos. It's just kind of like 10 minutes and you learn way more than you ever possibly could or thought you would. And let me find, I did pick out one screenshot that I thought you might get a kick out of. Um, Because it has the subtitles on, which is like literally her yelling at a kiosk, why don't you take Apple Pay? Which I thought could be appropriate for Home Depot and so many, many, <laughs> many other things. Because she, she, she is all of us. So, yeah. Good video. People should check it out. All right. Uh, before we get to the holiday gift guide, you threw in something here about you. This might have been a previous chef special, but you have purged your life of belkin wemo products and you are all in on tp link Mm -hmm. yeah um so spoiler alert for the the holiday gift guide but i i I can confirm now that wemo plugs will not be featured on that list um so yeah the, the the story this year is that i've i've had you know a couple different versions of wemo plugs going back i think to like 2017 2018 
And, you know, as we've talked about on the show before, I, I really only use smart plugs like around this time of year. It's like starting when I put out like the Halloween lights and then, you know, through the, you know, end of the year with Christmas lights and stuff. I, I'm not really doing a lot with um, smart plugs throughout the, the rest of the year. So smart plugs are kind of something that, you know, I, I kind of bring out once a year for like, you know, a month and a half, two months. And with these Wemo plugs, it's just like every year there's something. So like first it was just setting them up. Like you'd, you'd go through the setup process and for some inexplicable, you know, unexplained reason, they just, they just don't connect to your Wi-Fi, or they do like, they just don't work. So yeah, also, as we've talked about on the show, my solution to that has been, I just, you know, leave them set up at the end of the season. Like I don't you know, reset them or anything. I just, I just leave them set up and then I, you know, plug them in a year later and most of the time they reconnect automatically. But that's always been really hit or miss with these Wemo plugs. And then the other recurring thing that's been happening is the um, Amazon voice assistant skill just just randomly stops working and then will not work for days or sometimes weeks. And then we'll just start working again. It's like it, it's like this because all, all of the Amazon voice assistant skills, you know, run in the cloud, like n <clears throat> none of that stuff is done locally on your network. And so it's like this skill is running on some computer somewhere and like somebody's got to like reboot it every once in a while or something. And that's, that's been happening like for the last number of years. If you look at reviews of the Wemo Amazon voice assistant skill, it's full of people talking about that. And, you know, sure enough, I went to set up my first couple of Wemo plugs with the, the Christmas lights this year. And at, you know, at first they were, they were fine with Amazon voice assistant included. But a couple of days after setting them up, the voice assistant stuff stopped working. So that happened a morning last week, the week before. And I thought to myself, you know what? The, the outdoor TP-Link plug that I, I think I made a chef special recently here on the show. I'm like, surely, you know, they must have indoor plugs as well. Sure enough, it's the wire cutters pick. Wire cutters all in on these TP-Link Casa plugs of all types. Um. And so I, I'm like, you know what, I'm done with Wemo and am all in on these um, TP-Link plugs. And, you know, the, one of the nice things about them, too, and like one of the reasons why I felt, you know, OK about this decision is they're very reasonably priced. It's so like a four pack um, is like 35 bucks. Which is, I mean, not, I'm not to say that that's cheap, but like, I don't know, compared, I mean, that's, that's, like, I'm sure if I were to really dig cheap. up my order history of, of buying these Wemo plugs from years ago, they were way more expensive than that. So they're a three pack for 50. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm all in on the, on the TP link thing. My, my one complaint about them, um, which, which it seems to be like applicable to, all smart home stuff and is just you know reason 800 why smart home stuff is bad you know they're they, they're only compatible with 2.4 gigahertz wi-fi networks so if, if you're somebody like me who just runs you know a single wi-fi network both on a 5 gigahertz and 2.4 gigahertz frequency you've got to do the thing where you go into like your wi-fi settings turn off the 5 gigahertz frequency temporarily 
then connect the plugs and then turn the five gigahertz frequency back on because if you don't, they just won't connect. Which I ran into with these two, which is annoying, but at least is something that there's a pretty reliable workaround on. I've seen that a lot, and I don't understand why that would be the case. Because once the five gigahertz, well, once the five gigahertz network is reintroduced, like if they, if well, the thing is that they can't see it, why would it matter? Well, and and it's even more maddening because, and I actually just experienced this. I, I had to reboot my Wi-Fi network um, the other day, and all of the all the all these smart plugs and stuff they reconnected just fine even though the 5 gigahertz network was obviously active at the time that they went to reconnect to the network so yeah i i don't know i don't know why that causes them such a problem but but it does cuz i with i had kind of forgotten about that when i went to set up the first one of these casa plugs the other day and it just you go through like the home kit setup process and it's just like nope not connecting don't know why. Sorry. Which is the other infuriating part is like it, it It seems like it should be able to tell you why it's failing, but nope, just doesn't tell you anything. And then I eventually, I f- forgot how I realized it, but I thought, oh yeah, you got to do the, the dumb thing where you turn off the five gigahertz network. Um, but at least, you know, I have a, well, I also have a TP-Link Wi-Fi network now. And at least there is a way to turn off the five gigahertz frequency. The I'm sure I've talked about this on the show too. The the really dumb thing about the Google Wi-Fi things that I had before was that there wasn't a way to do that. Like there was literally just not a setting anywhere you could um, go into to turn off the five gigahertz frequency. So what you had to do <laughs> was like run an extension cable outside, go to like the edge of where your Wi-Fi reached. And so you'd be in range of the 2.4 gigahertz signal, but out of range of the 5 gigahertz signal. And then you could set up whatever 2.4 gigahertz only Wi-Fi device you had. Smart home stuff is bad, is what I'm saying. But these Casa plugs are are pretty good. Have we clarified that Casa is spelled with a K? uh, K-A-S-A, that's right. Thumbs down. And the and the Wi-Fi thing that I have is the Deco, D-E-C-O. So the TP-Link's all about the friendly-sounding brand names. For for uh, maybe probably a problematic privacy policy. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Um, okay, interesting. And the app is okay. The app is fine. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the, Wemo, the Wemo apps it blows, so it's, I'm not sure it'd be oh, much it's worse. Like, way... I, I assume it's not very good, but it's probably, but the Wemo app still looks like it was made for iOS 6, and it's, it's pretty bad. It, it, it probably was. I mean, so you don't really need to use the app. So even with these Casa plugs, if you go to set them up in the, the Casa app, you specify the model that you have, and I, I have the model that's HomeKit compatible. And once you do that, it literally just says, oh, yeah, you go set this up in Home. <laughs> and there's a button that just basically takes you to the Home app. So you, you, really, you really only interact through these things with HomeKit primarily. Um, so. so yeah, these, these, thing, these things are good, and um, Wemo plugs... I'm 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 done with them. 
Is that it? That's it. Okay. A couple quick, vaguely related things. Uh, so got a Christmas tree a couple days ago. Uh, I did, I think I actually stole this idea from you, which is that I like put in a Ziploc bag, like the one specific Wemo plug that was configured yep. properly yep. and just prayed it still worked. Mm-hmm. Because I remember last year I was, it was like 2 a.m. and I was oh, climbing yeah. underneath a tree and almost knocked it over to get to the plug trying to scan with my phone because because the thing is it needs power in order to be able to to be broadcasting so that because you scan the home the home like apple has their own special type of qr code that's only for home kit pairing can, can i tell can i tell you something that the casa plugs do which is super smart they have that on the box too well, they they have a little a little printout inside the box that so it's a pack of four plugs and it's a little printout that's got the four HomeKit codes on it. Super smart. Yeah, Wemo, not so smart. Not, not so much, no. But yeah, I remember I remember that being an extremely frustrating experience last year. And then I thought, like, okay, now I'm gonna take that advice and I put it. I, I had a little padded FedEx envelope that has, has my tree topper, my star, and I'll, and, my, and my shitty. Home Depot <laughs> store brand LED lights. We're gonna maybe get around to you telling me if there's some type of good LED Christmas light to have. Ooh, I, I I have a I have a pick for you this year. Do yeah. you? Because my because my problem with this is that and I sent you a link that we're not gonna really talk about, but LED lights because of the one sixtieth of a second refresh rate. Anytime I try to take a nice picture of my tree with my even just my smartphone, uh, like half the half the tree is empty mm-hmm. or it has no lights. So does yours do that? I actually feel like they they don't in the pictures that we've that we've taken of it. Yeah. So maybe check the shutter speed on that for me. But um, I have been. I remember thinking like I I looked up because I remember like oh Philips Hue makes Christmas lights. One they're still out of stock and they're three hundred and twenty dollars. Well, so, but also well, there's this. Are you, talking, are you talking about Twinkly? No, no, no. There's the, I, I I bought the Philips Hue ones. So, um, we, so, well, so there's a little bit of a story here. So, well, so first of all, well, there's, I, it's a I, bad story. Evidence of you spending more than $300 on Christmas lights. Please continue. Um, I, they, I'll, I'll try to, um, walk and talk at the same time here. Cause I, I don't think they were, they, they're, they're horrifically expensive, but I don't think I paid quite that much. Um, These were like $22 at Home Depot. I, I can deal. Well, I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, um, I will now, now I really have to, I have to find these now. So we, we paid, well, no, so, we, I will... we, so, so we, so we paid two twenty. Um, I, uh, 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 people who judge tech people take note of this or people who hate listen to this. That, yeah. That's a lot of money. It, it, no, for... no, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a terrible amount of money. Um, but so it, the, two things to touch on or two parts of it here. So the the first is I, I ran into the same thing as you last year where like I, I, I looked at these, but they, I mean, they were, they were sold out everywhere. Cause I was looking for them like right around this time. Um, but this year I actually, I bought these back in like the end of September, knowing that like they would, they would, you know, probably sell out again. So that, that's, so I, I've had them just sitting here at home for like the last couple of months. Um, I think they also maybe came out with like a slightly revised version of them. And I think this is like the original version, which is maybe why they were a little bit less expensive. Um, but anyway, um, 
the other the the main reason we bought them is because last year there was a a great debate in the house between white Christmas tree lights and colored Christmas tree lights, where the lady friend wanted <laughs> white and the kids and I wanted color. And yeah, so we right. <laughs> uh so we ended up putting both on the tree. Like we just kind of like slapped together a couple of different strands of lights, some white, some color. It didn't really end up looking the best. Nobody was very happy. So um so I convinced the the household CEO to or CFO to splurge on these. And again, horrifically expensive, but that they are they're pretty fantastic. Cause I don't I don't really have any of the hue lights that can do all the fancy colors. Like the the one other hue light that I do have is our under cabinet lighting in the kitchen because the the light strips that Hugh makes only only come in colors like similar to the the Festavia uh lights the the Christmas tree lights that they sell and the 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 color the color thing's pretty it is pretty darn cool it's it's silly most of the time but it's it's pretty neat and on and on a Christmas tree it actually it makes sense. Like you can do like the old school LED colors. You can do kind of like the more modern neon colors. You can do all kinds of variations of classic white with twinkling or non-twinkling. It's 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 pretty neat. And yeah, as far as I can tell, they don't they don't seem to um they seem to show up in pictures okay. Hmm. So I that's too much. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like terribly expensive. I'm willing to to waste money on a lot of stuff. That's too much. But there is something. So again, wire cutter is not what it used to be. But they their upgrade pick was something called twinkly lights. And let me actually, I'll just link you to the thing. And then scroll down a while. Or just do command F for twinkly. Uh, that's a smarter idea. Um, so it has like an app that you can use. Like you take a picture of them and you can like just swipe your finger around and it colors just the specific lights that are in that path. I just I Wait, don't what what so scroll down. Um, what what do you call them? Twink. Just yeah. So just are you on the wire cutter page? I am. Yeah. Do a command F and type custom dash mapping. Custom dash mapping. Whoa, that's that's pretty crazy. How did how is it even, is, how's it even doing that? I don't get that. I don't know. But my thing is, like, I don't want this. Like, I, I like very, like, I think for outside, like, it, it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my, my millennial hat on. I'm, I'm going to pretend I, I had a house, or I, I'm going to dream I had a house. I would want for the outside, the, I would want the LED equivalent of, like, the classic, like, 1970s, just those big, like, luscious, like, bright, pure color, like, those big bulbs. You know what I'm talking about? That we actually um, 
put those. I should show you a picture. We 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 put basically those on the outside of our house this year. Got rid of the icicle lights and went yeah, with the hair off. No, like again, no no offense, but like icicle lights. That's 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 lazy. No, the the you got to go classic. Like icicle lights, it's very much an Orange County aesthetic. It's it's and also blinky icicle lights. I'm sorry, canceled. No, uh, but no, but the classic big primary color big bulb lights those are for the outside of the house that is classic that is perfect that is what i aspire to yeah see so, that, that looks good yeah thank you i'm gonna maybe say the snowman is questionable or but, oh, I, but like, it, I like but, the snowman we I, we, we I, had to the, sadly retire our old snowman he get he, he was got too worn down but i like this snowman uh, teach their own but, but i mean it, 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 yeah it looks i my my issue with those is that you can tell like the wire frame a lot i th- i don't know anyway look but the but the lights real real good thank you good, good job Thanks. but for the inside no you just want regular you don't you don't do multicolored. you you go you go you bring the color with the ornaments mm. and the decoration you you for the cla- for the lights you keep it classic and you do a nice soft white. And so it's, it's a real classy affair. Well, this is this is why you and the the lady friend get along. But let me show you so actually uh the, and again this is this is very poorly and not even this is this is using the um the the half uh so again take with this picture half of the lights aren't showing up but whatever. This is using the the crappy Home Depot LED lights. So this is what I don't know if I'm going to stick with this. And you can also see my dead dying house plant that was in the window <laughs> earlier. But um, yeah, I think you go plain white because would you ever want like blinky multicolored lights? Like, sorry, with the, with the Hue Festivia or however, it's kind of like Ikea where they have funky names. Do they blink or are they just multicolored? Because I assume it's Hue where like you can have them like, well, no, I mean, they, they, they'll literally, I mean, they, they, they will, they'll do whatever you want. They will literally be any color. They will do any animation. I mean, they'll, they'll literally do anything you want them to. Uh, but other than you dinking around during the setup, they're just a pleasant multicolor static right now, probably. So the, the two, so yeah, so the, the, the two that we've, landed on so i I sent you one picture and the lights are on in the room so it's not like the best picture but that that's like just them on the, the the white that we have and then the second picture i sent you is at night so it's a little bit clearer there's this like kind of vintage or retro um color um configuration that you can put on which is which is disappointingly not even available in the hue app that the color one's actually from the iConnect hue um app the the, the mm-hmm. phillips actually in their app they don't really have a lot of great options which is kind of lame um but but i connect you steps in so that that's fine so yeah th- those are the two that we've been kind of bouncing back and forth between very nice yeah i feel uh, maybe if you can say you're gonna get a decade out of those lights 
you know, well, let's, that was, how, let's, let's amortize it. Wait, is, is that, that how you sold it? That was, uh, well, no, but that, that actually, as $25 we, a year. as we were, <laughs> see, again, you and the lady friend get along there. As we were setting them up, I think she said almost the same thing. She's like, these better last a long time. And I, I said, yeah, that's a, that's a fair, that's a fair requirement considering how much we spent on these. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of way people can rationalize stupid purchases. Yeah. Well. I mean, so how, how much are these um, these crazy... They're $145. Okay. So not... not They're not cheap cheap, but they're a But lot the problem... More... Like, the Hue ones... If if the Hue ones were that price, insta-buy. Because, but the thing is, this has their own... Probably their own dumb app, which... They're like... Fit, they're like hold on. They're like 50 bucks on from Best Buy. What am I missing? No, they're eighty dollars from Best Buy, but that's the one with only like one hundred and fifty lights. So you'd need like fucking three sets. Well, no, they're on they're so, on sale for like fifty. But for, it's but uh, it's the two hundred foot one. Uh, the so twenty six feet is fifty bucks. Yeah, that's not enough. And like I only have a six foot tree. Like I'm using two. Oh, I see one fifty. Okay. Yeah. Um. Huh. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I want to know how the I want to know how the 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 map the smart grid or smart mapping thing how do, like how does that work? I don't know, but like it looks cool. But like I again, I would use none of that. I, all I would want them is to be vaguely sp- like actually I don't even think the smart element really does anything for me because I already have it connected to a Wemo, and all I would want them is on or off. Like I just want them to be a pleasant shade of white, and that's it. And I don't think this would solve the, like, photo um, LED re- refresh rate thing. So, yeah, I, I don't think I need this. I'll just buy a few extra ornaments, and I'll buy a nice bottle of wine, and I'll call it a day. That's probably a more productive use of the money. I mean, certainly not that this is, would be a good reason to, to buy these Hue lights. But, I mean, you can see in the pictures I sent you, it, it's, they, it seems like they photograph pretty well. Yeah, but I'm not spending three. No. Christmas lights. No. What, what are they called? Festivia. Like I even think I even think I went on like whatever the Google Shopper thing to see if maybe somebody had them maybe on a little bit of a sale. Well, they're and I, no, I, they're three hundred and fifty nine dollars at Philips Hue website. I, I I pulled up um Best Buy and they they still have these for two two twenty and they're Link me. they're allegedly Link me. yeah they're allegedly are they in stock right now? Yeah. At no. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, not like, I mean, you can have them shipped to your house by like Monday, it says. But what's the length of the thing? S- 65 feet. So that, that's <sighs> the other thing is it's it's a it's a good, it's a good length strand that obviously like for any size tree that's going in this house, like that's way more than enough. No, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't no. know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Um. I don't know. Maybe were you looking at the because like the the hundred and thirty foot length is like three sixty. Maybe you were looking at that. Um. Yeah, hundred thirty one point two. Yeah, so that that's that's the that's yeah. Like what's what's the other bucks. length? Sixty five. Because these are these lights are um you can like you can put them outside and stuff too so um. I live in a condo. No, I, I, well, I don't so I mean, need this. That's, I why, that's this. why they make the the, yeah. the crazy long one. But. Okay. I don't need. I don't need this. Okay. Yeah. I wonder how. I wonder how Best Buy still has them. That's interesting. 
Yeah. All right. Anyway, fun, fun experiment. I don't, yeah, I don't need this. Um, yeah. Oh, so my, my other point related to this. So yeah, I, I, this was all so sorry. Casa lights. So no, so I, I kept that plug separate and it did still work. And I'm always reminded every morning when I groggily reach for my phone, when I wake up and then I doom scroll for a bit, I play golf, uh, coffee golf. I turn on the Wemo. I so I can turn on the espresso machine in advance and then I get 30 minutes of extra bad sleep. But let me send you a link. So I have been a hater. You fill in the blank here. Uh, a hater of the Apple Home app for a real long time. And it still stinks. Yep. But it isn't the worst. So my main issue was that I disliked that if I was going to like turn on the living room lights and turn on the Christmas tree and, and just do all that stuff, I don't like that I would have to bounce between different apps. And the Wemo app icon is ugly, so I don't want it on my home screen. And I was like, fine. Me, like I, I, I'm actually being honest where I don't actually know what HomeKit does. Like, is it just talking to the other apps? Are the, do the bridges have some type of special capability that allows them to talk to something? My Apple TV is acting as some type of hub. When I opened the HomeKit app, it said, do you want to upgrade your house? I'm like, I don't own one. But like, I don't, I don't, I don't get any of it. But I did make an earnest effort to set up the home app. And it's fine, question mark. Like, yeah, it works. It allows me to control all the lights in my house, the Apple TV, and the Wemo plugs on a single screen, which I guess is something. And I'm actually, the one thing that I was unsure about is, would it have out-of-home support? And it does, yep. or at least for the Wemo stuff, it does. And I don't actually know for the Hue lights if it does. It, it does, yeah. So, so that's you can, nice. Or yeah. I assumed that was the thing. I assumed it was going to be local control only, and so that works. So that it, it, you know, if you're wondering about things that the Apple TV is doing, that that's one of them is managing like remote um, access. Because like with the Hue stuff, for example. If you want to remotely control those through Hue, you've actually got to set up a Hue account and you've got to be logged into that in the Hue app and you've got to enable remote access. Uh, whereas with if you set them up in HomeKit, they, you just access them remotely. Like You don't have to log into any special account or turn on any kind of special feature or setting or whatever. It just, that's, it just works that way. So that's where yeah. I think that's that's the kind of thing that I mean, as discussed over the many years we've been doing this, including this episode, HomeKit stuff is, or home smart home stuff is bad. Smart home interfaces are bad. The home app is less bad than most other smart home stuff. So, good I guess job, my, good job, Apple. my my problem is that I feel like the hue ecosystem is probably one of the most mature and like stable of the smart home and also the simplest of the smart home elements and i have all my stuff like my beef with the home app is that i have everything like in rooms in the hue app and it sort of carries it over but also not real or like so that's the part where I don't know if when I'm moving 
lights between Apple Home rooms, if that's actually making updates in the Hue app, I don't think it is because it didn't do it in the reverse. And the part that bugs me is that if if messing with the Home app is somehow screwing up the Hue app, that's going to be irritating. Like, I this seems like a lot of work. I don't know how this would work for. Yeah, it's it's not a good system, but it's fine. I I actually had a funny thing happen to me, which which we may end up talking more about in the future. I'll have to see kind of how this shakes out because this just happened a couple of days ago. But um, you know, I obviously I we set up these um, Philips Hue uh, Christmas lights on on the tree, and so I went to you know added them through the Hue app, and it's it's been forever since I've um, bought a new hue light i mean it's been years and years so i was like geez i don't even like how do how does how do i get this into home kit like does it just automatically sync over like do i have to do something and so i went into the hue app and there there's actually now a like smart home integrations page the hue app like has been redesigned a million times and and there's like this smart home thing now which i don't remember seeing before and you know home kit was was one of the options but I guess it's been so long since I've looked at that and they've probably like redone that whole setup that when I clicked on that, it it was almost like acting like I had never set this up before. But I mean, I, I have access to all my Hue lights and HomeKit. Exactly. But there, but, there, but there didn't seem to be any other way to add a new light other than to go through this process. So I was a little apprehensive about it, but uh, YOLO, whatever, I, I tried it. And it 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 did what I thought it did, and the only reason I kind of knew about this in advance is because I had been reading a little bit about the um, um, Hue Matter update that came out a couple months ago. I just I just was kind of curious about it, and so I was looking through Reddit recently to to see like how that had been going for people and stuff. So what the Hue app was doing was like. I was in some weird state, I guess, where I had set up HomeKit so long ago that like they've updated the way that the Hue app, I guess, manages that integration now where like it 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 like the only way for it to really even like recognize that I was already connected to HomeKit in the Hue app was to like go through the setup process again. But when you go through the setup process now, it defaults to using Matter instead of um, just using the the native HomeKit integration. Um, so what ended up happening was, so I have two Hue bridges, and I I only did this on the bridge that the the Christmas tree lights are connected to. I ended up in this state, which fortunately I knew ahead of time might happen because of the stuff I had I had read about um, with the the Matter update. My my family room bridge, which is the one that the Christmas tree lights are connected to, was showing up twice in the home app. One under like mm-hmm. the, the previous direct home kit integration. And then the second was connected through Matter. And so all of the lights connected to that bridge were also showing up um twice in the home app. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's an easy fix. I just removed the the bridge that well i mean i just removed the integration of the bridge that i originally had because i'm, I'm kind of curious to see how the matter one goes like you can always go back to the old one if if the 
matter one is is bad for whatever reason so anyway yeah and so i i'm i'm now using matter question mark on one of my one of my hue bridges in the home app and it works the way that it that it always has so hooray okay i assume you don't <laughs> there, there, there's there's features so the thing that people are upset about is there's features that aren't available in the home app with hue if you go the matter route so for example and i i don't use any of them so i i don't really care but um the home app added this i think they call it like adaptive lighting or something where lights can dynamically change their color temperature like throughout the day and i maybe based on like sunlight outside and stuff i don't really even know how how it works or how sophisticated it is but you lose um you lose access to that i i don't think there's a way to like bring over hue scenes into the the home well but not not with the matter um integration you can do that if you're if you do the direct home kit integration Wait, so uh, what does Matter do? Wait, maybe I've lost the plot on this entire thing. No, I think I, I think the- I think Matter is ba- basically a regression in like most cases. For me, I'm not using any of the things that it takes away, so I I, I I'm kind of sticking with it just out of curiosity because it's not really going to like negatively impact me in any way. It doesn't seem, but um, yeah, my it, my 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 hue setup is kind of in a funny state where one of my hue bridges is connected to HomeKit via Matter, but then the the other hue bridge was actually here in the office. Um, I I haven't done anything with that, so it's it's connected the old way still, I guess. And I guess to like bring it way back to like your original point here, I think the way it works is if you're if you have the direct HomeKit integration you there there's an there's actually somewhere in the hue app there's like a like a sync button and you're supposed to run that whenever you make a change in the hue app or like add lights or something and then those changes or new devices get synced over to HomeKit. and then i think the way it works with the the new matter integration which is what i'm using on the the hub that's connected to the christmas tree lights i think all of that just stays in sync. And the reason I think that is because when you go through the matter integration, there's not even a sync button anymore. Like when I toggle between my two hue bridges, I can only see the sync option when I'm on the bridge that's not connected through matter. Have we mentioned smart home stuff is, is bad? It's terrible. Like, why, why do we do any of this? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I've also, uh, another potential future topic. I, I, so, apparent, so now the Amazon voice assistant supports Matter, and so does Hue. And the friendly people on Reddit have pointed out now that if you, now, if you, if you connect Hue via matter to the amazon voice assistant you can get around the single bridge limitation which i'm currently getting around by using that hubitat hub thing um so part of me is actually really curious to because you can actually buy just like one of those like 50 dollar echo dots and that that's that has a uh, the 
um, matter controller capability. And so you can like set all this up, even if you just have one of those. Um, so I've been kind of curious to, to try that, but no, my, my setup no. is, my setup is so rock solid, even though like, you don't I, need to waste I still, days on this. I still like, even though it's been like, I think I've had this set up now for like three or four years and it's, it's like, it is amazingly rock solid and I don't, like, I don't even know how, <laughs> like how that's possible, but, um, so yeah, I'm probably not going to do it cause I, I don't want to break something that's not broken, but. Yeah, anyway. All right. This is this is <clears throat> running way longer <clears throat> running way longer than I thought we would. Okay, so let's gift guide. Let's do it. All right. So it's Christmas or the holidays, what, Mer- what, Mer- whatever whatever else call it. Uh, and happy holidays like in sync said or the other one. Buying gifts is uh, <laughs> I think I'm an excellent gift giver. So I I'm going to say buying gifts is easy, but for some people buying gifts can be challenging. Uh, the trick to buying gifts people is to have a list, uh, have a document inside Bear uh, or Airtable, and just write down what you think people would want throughout the year. But we wanted to give, or I wanted to, and, I, and, I, and I'm roping you into this, to give some generic guidelines and scaffolding for effective gift giving. And the reason I bring this up is that, so this radio program probably skews nerdy. Uh, so what do you get the nerds in your life and what how do nerds give uh good gifts to everybody else and also kind of what's appropriate or what, what's good at every different price range so do you do you do stockings for the family or is that not a thing we do stockings for the kids but do they get actual like is what what does a stocking mean to you is it just like trinkets or is it actually like gifts like under $20 maybe yeah it's it's usually trinkets it's, it's usually really small stuff or it's like you know it's some seized candy it's small small stuff you're messing up my theory okay all right anyway all right all right uh again th- the theory that nobody's ever bought seized candy but that's that's fine oh, wow. um what seized candy is great it's not we, we've we've had a whole episode about this my theory is that nobody has ever bought anything other than the original year's worth of seized candy everybody just re-gifts it because nobody wants to eat it <laughs> So therefore, it's been the biggest accounting fraud ever, bigger than Enron, bigger than the FTX, because they've been reporting earnings on product that they haven't made since 1982. Look it up. Um, but no, but so there's 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 a lot going on here. So one, I think. So do you want to do? Who do you think? Who is a harder group to shop for? Buying for a gift giving to nerds, or maybe nerdy or techish folks uh, buying gifts for regular people. Well, I I don't I don't really buy for nerds, but I, if I try to put myself in the shoes of someone who's buying for me, it does seem like kind of a pain in the ass. And it seems like they're sort of reliant on me basically just telling them like exact like sending them the Amazon or the Best Buy link and just saying, "Yeah, this is the thing that I want." But that's uh, not a gift. I know, but it's the but, gift has to be something you don't you don't get to pick. It like, sure, like is your are your is your eldest housemate old enough to like say like, oh, here's what I hope Santa gets me. She, I don't know, I don't know why I gave her a weird voice. <laughs> no, I kind of like that. Um, she's, I think she kind of gets it this year, but I think she's 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 one more year away from like actually 
like putting together a list and like all that all that kind of okay. stuff like she she gets she kind of gets santa and stuff now but do you have a plan for when you're going to tell her santa isn't real <laughs> don't listen to this in the car ha, have have Ever. not have not thought that far ahead yet no okay um so the thing for the for for buying for a nerd is the the trick is don't get them anything or don't get them anything specific because totally. yeah they're gonna have researched yeah like so you you either do the thing where and also i think this is more of a of a dinks thing but like where, where you where you say no no gifts whatsoever i don't think i don't think that works in a in a family household um but like you you can't like let's 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 but let's pretend that like your wife wanted to get you something photography related what on earth would she possibly choose that wouldn't be something that you've researched to death yep. or have very specific opinions on or want to exchange? Even if you just said, hey, I want a memory card. Like, that, that, uh, there, there is no upside to buying an actual product other than saying, hey, you can exchange it. And in which case, it could have been just like, hey, let's not get each other anything. That, so I think... To- totally, yeah. That is the thing where I think for nerds, you have to, you, you have to entirely rule out tech. Yeah, you've got to rule out tech, or you've just got to say, "Hey, th- this is this is the thing that I want. Here's the link." But at that point, that's where you kind of you maybe you have to abstract it out, and you you maybe go experiential, or you do something like maybe uh, get your like get you uh, like that nerdy person. Maybe if, if you're somebody who maybe has more fashion sense, then like you'll you'll get them like a nice J Crew sweater, or you get them something that the whole the whole point of an effective gift is something that they the other person would benefit from and want but maybe not understand that they would want and would not buy themselves that that is that is the the best kind of gift totally yeah and that's and that's and you get something with like a a, a decently liberal exchange policy and you do that type of thing so whether that be go to a place that you want to go get yourself like get yourself an item of clothing or something that is in that realm that's going to be fantastic but you don't ever want to actually buy a very 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 specific thing because there because there's no winning uh but on the other side you I think I think like people who are maybe more tech inclined or care more about that kind of stuff are also kind of uh, in tune and also probably a little judgmental about how other people use things. So I, this will be something where I maybe introduce my first recommendation, and, and we'll probably try to segment this stuff in terms of things that are between like ten and fifty dollars, fifty to a hundred, and then like big ticket items. Mm-hmm. So one of my uh, picks would be a two-year subscription to One Password. Mm. If you know somebody well enough that you know they do not have a password manager, I think that's a fantastic gift, and it is a good, accessible gateway drug into kind of res- not responsible, but like good security hygiene and stuff like that. They have fantastic apps that run on. Windows, Android, OS 10, and iPhones and iPads. It's fantastic. And also, the reason I think it's important is because it's most people are unwilling to get over the hump of the fact that one password costs money. Like, if you were to talk to somebody who's like, oh, I just use the same password for everything, and then they're like, oh, this thing got breached, and oh, this is a pain in the butt. But then you'd be like, then you say, hey, but one password's great, and they see that this is $5 a month or $50 a year. That's ridiculous. Now I'm just going to stick to my old system. Uh, that that's where getting somebody a gift subscription is very very useful. I I, I really I really like it. I'm not I don't want to hate on it, 
but the the I would say the 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 problem with something like one password is that the money's one thing, but then the second thing is it it is it's pretty fiddly to set up, especially. Initially. I don't think so because it doesn't have like that funky like Dropbox synchronization anymore. It's all so it's, it's, it's actually gotten, quite good. It's gotten a lot better for sure. Um, but but the the but the other part of this is so that I've I've tried to get the the lady friend into using one password. We actually have like a, a family account now and stuff, and 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 she does to an extent, but she's historically just used the built-in iOS password manager. Does it have one? Yeah, I thought it, just, it, it, I, I thought it was just like that. Safari sometimes offers to save a password. No, it, it's like it's like a full built-in password manager now. I think there was there was like a bunch of improvements made to it as part of iOS 17. And when when I first got the one password family plan and was it was kind of you know trying to you know have her use that more. She showed me some of like the the password management in, in iOS because I like asked like well like how are you doing this now? Um. I well, but say, how do you get to it's, it? It's pretty. It's pretty good. I mean, it's it. it's like buried in settings. If you actually but want, that's it. not that's that's not an app. If, it's it's not a standalone app. But it, there's like the settings page is, is basically an app. But the 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 nice thing about it for normal people is you just never really even need to access that because but, you create but, an account on a website or something. The little thing comes up that says, "Hey, do you want to generate a password for this?" You say, "Yeah, great. That sounds good." So you save it. And then every time you go back to it, it just pops up and says, "Hey, here's your here's your here's your password." And it you know it authenticates that, through Face ID or whatever. Um, I'm going to disagree because it, I'm looking at it right now, and it doesn't like where do you store like your bank account information or your credit well, cards? Well, no, so like this, so like secure notes and stuff is not not a thing. So like, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I I still one password is like my top used app every day. Like, I'm a huge one password fan, but. I'm just saying for like normal people, I it's always been a bit of a tough sell. And with how good the default, you know, Apple stuff is now, it, 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 I think it's a tougher sell. But like if somebody had to find out what is my uh, checking account number, where are people going for that? Well, again, yeah. So secure notes, like. Or do you yeah. use secure notes? Like, like there's literally like a, uh, like a, um, an entry type in one password, this bank account, credit card passport yeah i mean yeah i mean don't don't like please don't hack my one password account but like i mean i've got all my like family social security numbers in there like yeah it's it's all it's all in there yeah like so i i think i think that's a good and again like people can choose otherwise but like i I think that's a good gateway drug into that type of thing because it's something that like there's a certain class of product and service that some people just can't fathom spending money on because it's just not a thing that they think about and that's all it's a lot of friction to get them over the hump of why this is useful mm-hmm. so and also does one password have like a i feel like that's a product that they probably should have a pretty generous free trial with and i'm guessing they probably don't yeah I, yeah i don't, I don't even know i'm on one password's website and i do appreciate that the, uh, <laughs> i'm guessing they probably recently took vc investment because it has a button that's, that's very enterprisey that says talk to sales so <laughs> um all right so that's so one password is my is my first one so what's what's your pick uh what, what's a recommendation of something for from nerds generally for a less technically inclined audience this is going to, this is a 
super, super ironic pick given what we've talked about earlier in this episode. But 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 hear me out here and I'll I'll send you the it's a, it's a Hugh starter kit. It, it is. Yeah. God it, damn it. Yeah. So it, it's it's a Hugh starter kit. So the, the thing they do now for like a hundred bucks, you get the bridge, you get three of the um the just the the white lights, so not the ones that do color. Um, well, and this, then, and this then, is how you can tell if, if somebody actually loves you or not. Is do they get they to the spring for the color ones? <laughs> yeah, um, you're, you're so, on the rock, so they get the, the ambiance version, right? Um, d- despite despite everything we regularly talk about with smart home stuff, I, I would say one of the exceptions to the general rule of thumb that smart home stuff is bad is hue lights are hue, hue lights are great. Um, they're they're generally pretty easy to set up, especially compared to most other smart home stuff. I mean, I, I've you know you've been to my house. Like I mean, I, I've basically gone all in on Hue. Like virtually every light in this house is a Hue light. Um, super you know rock solid. Um, and I and I, I think especially if you you know if you just have a room or even just a, a couple of different fixtures that you that you want to be able to dim or remotely control for whatever reason or whatever like the the hue, the, the hue stuff's really good even the very like and this is one of those things that i actually don't understand about automation stuff or, or about like the smart home like thing is some people get super horny for like the like oh let me when this happens this happens and that happens and this happens and this kicks off this series shortcut no it's really nice to we just say you know what all the lights should default to this one scene at sunset. So you don't walk into an empty, dark house. It's nice. Yeah. And, uh, and it's thing, simple like, to set up. Another thing for me, which I mean, obviously isn't a hue thing specifically, but um, like with the Christmas lights, it's so great to be able just to say, hey, 15 minutes before sunset every day, turn these lights on. Which, you know, so I don't have to worry about like, you know updating an old school timer to adjust for like changes in sunset time throughout the you know time that these lights are up or whatever so little things like that is where it's it's nice to have smart stuff in the house and i i think of, of all the smart home stuff the phillips hue stuff is is great and and if you want to get you know fancier about it like i mean they they basically sell every single type of bulb now they the color ones even though are even though they're really expensive are super super cool like I know you've got your like you don't don't you have like the what's it called the Philips Hue Play or something? Yeah. Um, oh, and, that's and actually that, and, that and, it, and that thing's pretty neat. I know you're still resistant to that, but have but mounting a Hue, well, actually, because your your fancy TV is not wall mounted, correct? Correct. The Hue Play is real nice, man. It it it, it it's yeah, it's it's pretty. I like it. Now don't don't make it do fancy colors. It just adds a little bit of room or a little bit of light so that you're not just staring at big vibrant colors against just a black background. I like I, it. I I do I actually I've always been really intrigued with the I think it's the the play sync where it basically takes this play light mm. and it can actually you like you no, run pulse your, it to the media. No. Well, yeah, you so like you could you connect like your Apple TV to the sync box and then connect it to your TV so it like you know, it, it it adjusts the light based on like what you're watching. Um, oh, this this the this the the play thing is um, it's on sale now, like a hundred like a hundred and ten bucks. I don't think I paid. No, I'm I'm cheap. I don't think I paid that much for it. But okay. Oh, 
Um, but that's oh, and that's, also, oh, that's that's a that's a two pack. Ooh, do that. Uh, one well, one pack is uh, ninety bucks. That's not on sale. Um, that is one, th- and this is not related to the chef's pick, but I can't find the ad. Um, the the what's the thing? Is it called the play bar or what's what's the the hue sink? What was the thing you were just talking about? Uh, the mm-hmm. one the one where the the light stays synchronized with what's on your TV. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just called um, it's the Philips Hue Play Sync Box. Got it. Because back in this is like an old school thing. Back when Philips was making some of the first flat screen HD TVs, one of their like not not Hue related, they had flat screen TVs that had like Hue lights built into the back of them, and that was their whole gimmick. Is that based off the context of what's in what's being shown on screen, it would then just kind of cast that on the background. So it's a very old idea they've been trying to sell for 20 years, but it's actually quite nice. But the problem is that for that sync thing to work, you have to, like, you don't, I don't think you just route HDMI through it. You have to be running an app on your computer that tells it what colors what, um, which I feel like kind of defeats the point. Or it was the last time I looked at it. I Like, I don't think it's an HDMI pass-through. No, 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 no. I think what you're thinking of with the app is only if you're, if you're having the light stay synced with a computer. It's like if you're if you're playing a game on your computer or something, I think you have to have an app running. But if you just have a PlayStation oh, no, or an Apple TV new. or something, yeah, it's it's just it's just HDMI. And they've the the other thing that people were like the nerds were upset about is the original version of the sync box like didn't didn't support um hdr or anything so you know if if you were somebody who was like into all that like you you lost some you know picture fidelity by having your um device run through this box but they they came out with an updated version of it it's been it's been a while now and it, it does like you know dolby vision and all that stuff now 250 dollars, no lights included uh- well, yeah, no. It talk talk about Hugh stuff Whoa. being pricey. Um, I also with something like this, I, 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 I'm always a little skeptical with like HDMI pass through stuff and stuff. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I, I was that would be the other part of this that I and would be a little a little skeptical of. Like, I kind of like the oh. idea of how my Apple TV just plugs directly into my TV, and also how. HDMI CEC is already like just holding on by a thread. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I uh, engineered this in the more favorable order, I'm going to take the easy one. So the thing that you should buy literally anybody that you care enough to spend $80 on is the GOAT, which is the Anchor uh, Gallium Nitride 747 charger. It's, it's got a good, one. It's a good one. It's got one regular USB port, three high-powered USB-C ports. It can, as I've proven many times, charge a 14-inch MacBook Pro under full load, recharge a Sony full-frame camera, recharge an Apple Watch, recharge an, uh, an iPhone, all at the same time. It's light. It's dense, so you can also use it as like a, you know, like protection or like as a home security device as well. But it is fantastic and for 80 dollars, i'm thinking i might buy a second one yeah 
So, so good. So kind of, some, kind of along similar lines. Um, I, I, this is actually something I bought quite recently and just used for the first time um, during Thanksgiving week. Um, this is the one of the new Anchor um, USB um, battery chargers. And which one? Um, I just, I just put a link in the thing. It's the twenty thousand milliamp hour um, portable charger with built-in USB-C cable. So this thing's got it's got this thing has a couple of really interesting features. Um, one is that it it literally has a USB-C cable built into it that that permanently stays affixed to it, which is really really smartly designed where you can kind of tuck it away and then basically use the cable slack as like a way to carry the battery around it becomes like a little carrying handle the stress on that cable makes me anxious i was like that was real clever but that 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 freaks me so so i had exactly the same thought when i bought it but having it now the, the way that it feels like it doesn't feel like that would ever be a problem how heavy is the battery because 20 because 20 it's 20,000 it's heavy but it's not 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 too bad and and they, I don't know, the, the cable's got some kind of it's like one of those like flat cables and it just and it feels very sturdy um so it's got the built-in cable which and the other neat thing about the, the built-in cable is that you can use it to both charge devices and you can use it to charge the battery so like this they could literally be the only thing you ever use it does have an additional USB-C port and an additional USB-A port. Um, I think you can actually use that USB-C port to also charge the battery, but you, you don't even need to do that. Like You can charge it just with this built-in cable. So that's really neat. And then it also, this is another like little thing, but I, what I really appreciate about this is that it has a battery indicator on it, like an actual little screen that tells you the percentage of the battery that's remaining which has always been one of the things I found frustrating with a lot of USB batteries is that they'll have maybe like the three or four. Yeah. Yeah. So you really can't tell how much, you know, battery you've got remaining. So I really like that this has has a little screen on it. That's like, Hey, this is a hundred percent charge. There's only 25% left or whatever. Um, so yeah, this thing's really nice. And it's, it's, um, I think it's on sale again for like the same price. I got it where it's like, it's normally 50 bucks, but you can get it now for, uh, it's got that weird twenty percent off. Thing, so it's 40 yeah, bucks. so it's like forty yeah. bucks. So it's which is which is pretty pretty reasonable. It's it's really nice. And I think having hmm. so like having a USB battery pack, like I can't say it's something that like I find to be a necessity most of the time when traveling. Like usually I have access to you know actually plugging into a to a wall charger, but it, it comes up enough when traveling where having it around like always having it charged in my bag when i'm out somewhere like it, it's a it's a really nice backup thing to have very cool uh do you have any cheap stuff on your list i do yeah i, I okay, came, so I came I, really prepared all right i am going to recommend this is something that i i don't know if you know who matt owie is but he he's he's somebody who always has really good picks with this so i bought these on his recommendation about three years ago and i love them so much in in a in a direct consumer amazon world it is a it's called the i think this has been a previous chef special it's called the slice mini box cutter 
So one, it's one of those safety things where it is literally like it is impossible to cut yourself with. It's always nice, especially probably in a kid's in a household with kids. It is also magnetic on the other side, so you can just stick it to the fridge and you never don't know where your box cutter is. And they're ten bucks. You can just grab buy ten of these. Just give them out like you're yeah, it's like seize candy. It's so good. And there's also a a big boy if you want something a little bit larger. But no, these are these are so good. I love them. As someone who breaks down a ton of cardboard quite regularly, uh, I'm, well, do, I'm do you have a box cutter, or do you do oh, the yeah. thing where you just no, struggle no, no, no. with I the tape? No, no, no. I have I have a, a a nice nice box cutter that I I bought a while ago. All right, what's what's a cheapie that you got? Uh, or well, a, a thrifty uh, pick. Yeah, so I I guess I can actually stick with um a non-tech kind of inexpensive pick. Um so this actually came sort of at your recommendation where you're like, "Hey, invest in some good tools. You'll, you know, get get rid of the the Home Depot like, you know, 100 tool in one $30 thing. Like get, get some nice tools." And so when I was um doing that, I got this um channel lock ratcheting screwdriver and it's 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 awesome um it's got you know all the different you know bits and type of screwdrivers that you'd want and it, they're all like built right into the handle so you don't have to worry about having those like in a separate you know case or something and then it ratchets too which is which is kind of kind of cool for a screwdriver I, I don't use that a ton but it's there there are there have been a couple situations where that's that's come in come in handy and it's got a really good this, really good feel to it. it it's it's super nice this is an interesting pick because this is the type of product that people have probably encountered and had a really shitty experience with because they had a cheap one yeah like yeah. they had a bad one that doesn't work any well or does it doesn't work very well and this looks quite nice yeah it's kind of it's a blue and red color which i did is like oh no, this I, looks like a fisher price toy I, this looks I, terrible i can't i can't if it came in like a black and gray version i certainly would have gone that way but whatever it's otherwise it's it's awesome and this it, looks it, very sesame street <laughs> yeah and, it, and it's really it's literally just like the one and only screwdriver i ever use now so I, with that, have you. You reminded me. I got. I got two related picks. So the first one is for. You can tell me if this applies to. Actually, I do think this is a safe pick that you can get for a techie person. Uh, but also, I think it would be a good pick for anybody else too. So this is the iFixit. Ooh, uh, yeah. So I have one of these. This comes in handy so many times in non-tech situations it always has the appropriate drill bit if you ever have some weird thing that has some like weird non-standard you're like oh what what is this it works perfectly and it's also i don't remember being this inexpensive 40 bucks great choice uh but you actually reminded me of something and this relates to the um orbital sander i bought for my little card catalog thing which is um how much how much? Wait, I got. I was, you always got to do the thing where you check how much you paid for it on Amazon two years ago and how much it costs now. So I, when I bought this originally, so this was the wire cutter pick for like the good 
prosumer but not ultra high end but not super cheap like household power drill and it was 163 dollars when i bought it so this link is going to be out of uh out of out of scope or not not currently available but people can go look it up it's still available yeah it's still available pretty much everywhere else it's 230 dollars at lowe's but it's great uh and also the reason why i recommend this is because apparently it's kind of i don't know i I would say it's apple like but it's not i don't know who does this but the battery for this type of power tool works on every other power tool that they make right yeah so even though like the sander you wouldn't think that the battery from a drill would work on that heck yeah it does it's all the exact same thing it's lithium ion it charges fast and that's the one thing where if you buy something cheap like i assume you've probably done this like i like you're like you have a project or you have a thing and you don't think you're ever going to use it again so you buy kind of the shitty one yep so like you could either buy like you could buy a 60 dollars version of this at home depot and it's got one of those crappy nickel metal hydride batteries that will go dead in six minutes and takes eight hours to charge and it's just lousy like this is for two hundred dollars something that anybody who is kind of handy or has moved into a new house or something or has any type of project it's fantastic yeah this has come in handy so many times i love it yeah Yeah. that's a that's a good one um i guess if we're gonna empty the notebook on like non-techie kind of like less expensive stuff um i'll i'll get you i'll give you these are so inexpensive you could actually get somebody both of these um i know we've had a discussion on the Mm. show before about how you know go, go through your kitchen get rid of all the like like hodgepodge of like different measuring cups that you've accumulated over the years some of which you know like the labels are like coming off and just get get, get rid of all that stuff and get yourself the oxo angled measuring cups they they make a one cup two cup four cup size get all of them and then get yourself the um um stainless steel measuring cups and spoons set which comes with mm-hmm. you know various mm-hmm. you know c- cup sizes from quarter cups up to a cup and then a, a and, tablespoon teaspoon um, and and they're they magnetically attach to each other hell yeah they are for <laughs> organization which is another thing about your current kitchen um setup now which is mm-hmm. you probably don't even know where half the stuff is so yeah, this this OXO stuff is is so good. And in, in in particular the these measuring cups, they're great. So to quote Jesse Pinkman, yeah, bitch magnets. Those <laughs> those there's a company I I really like and used to like more, but now I'm more of an adult, called Joseph Joseph that makes like kitchen stuff. But their stuff is often more clever than practical. And that's why I just sent you a link, in, like, or just a screenshot of like my like stocking stuffer section. It's basically the OXO anything. Yep. Like the so these measuring cups that you talked about, the reason they're great is like, and the reason why they're better, they're tough. So here's the here's the caveat though, they're tougher to clean than a glass Pyrex style thing because oils tend to stick to them more. But otherwise, they're fantastic. I have all three of them. I have the one cup, two cup, and the four cup. The nice thing is that they have you can view the um, volume of liquid from the top and yeah, the side. Yeah, yep. 
that is so smart and so so great. delightful. Mm-hmm. And the note those uh, those uh, metallic or those metal um, measuring cups and measuring spoons are great. Yeah, literally OXO anything. Yep. I think I you do you have a link? You convinced me or you you bullied me into getting those um the OXO uh cutting boards that have the little like meat uh little like drainer thing yeah. or like the thing where it won't spill. Yep. Those things. Always so happy to have those when I'm sous vide and steak. Um yeah, the 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 little um these are the so I guess you you fall on the OXO side of things. I'm saying OXO. I don't know which ones. It's right. the same thing where I that's I think we talked about this once. I, I refuse to say OLED. It's always OLED, but it's always uh, OXO. Got it. Um, yeah. yeah. This this is the the um, just like their plastic cutting board set. It's got it's got oh. the little feet, so it doesn't slip. Oh, every every Although part not, of it is perfect. Not to throw cold water on this though. Like there there's there's been kind of a thing going around on the internet about how like plastic cutting boards not so eh. not so great, but. Um, I, I disagree. I disagree only because I don't think you can't put a good proper wood cutting board in the dishwasher. I know, and I and yeah. I don't. And but here's the thing: I don't think most people are diligently enough washing them mm. in the sink. Where I think whatever concern people have about BPAs or whatever is probably misplaced because people aren't. There's still salmonella. If, if you're doing raw meat on, I yeah yeah. Yeah, no, the these 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 um OXO cutting boards are are great. We've got like we've got all those measuring cups here at home and I think we've got like all the sizes of these um uh these cutting boards including the the big guy. Um I actually will uh bring up one these guys. Um even though I just kind of slagged and said that the uh these aren't very good. For cutting boards that don't matter, I have these next to the Breville toaster oven, and it's just like this little file folder of cutting boards that are great and very accessible for quick jobs. Mm. And I like these a bunch. Nice. All right. I got like three more in terms of more. Oh, actually, sorry. One other thing. What is, do I still have a? Yeah. Okay. It's the it's the, it's the it's the chefin. Okay. So I was making my signature thanks uh, passed down generation generation, meaning I stole it from Epicurious.com. My uh, recipe for my signature uh, garlicky sausage bready stuffing calls for a lot of garlic, as the name would imply. Uh this little doodad is so cool and fun to use. And it makes you allows you cook uh, with garlic without having garlic hands for seven days. Uh, these things are great, and it's only seventeen bucks. Huh? So do you do you even have to like do you have to peel the garlic before you put it in this thing, or does that? Well, the well the trick is you don't. Do you know how to peel garlic? Not not really. No. Well, so you you just break it up, and then you take the flat end of a knife, and you just kind of mash it down a little bit, make sure not to cut yourself, and then like the the skin basically just comes right off. And then you just throw those cloves in here. You give it a couple of pushes on the uh, kitchen counter, and then you have perfectly minced garlic every time. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right. What you got? Um. Well, let's see. Actually, I I even took the time to like write down the prices and all this stuff too. Um. 
this is getting a little more pricey, but I is still I think reasonable. Um, and this is kind of a this is a little bit more of a a fun one, I would say. It's the the elevated craft cocktail shaker. We've we've talked about this multiple times on on the show. I I convinced you mm-hmm. to get one, right? And I really wanted to not like it. It's great. It it's awesome. Yeah. With it, two caveats, but I'll let, I'll let you go. Yeah, yeah, so it's, you know, it it's 70 bucks, which, you know, it feels really premium and well-made, so it, it feels like it earns um that price, I think. I'll I'll, and, I'll, I'll no, I'll co-sign that. I don't think uh the price is not the problem. Like it 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 feels like a premium product and like sure you can get something that's $20. This feels like it's worthy of the price. It, it yeah, does. no, this thing's great. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just it is so well thought out. So that you know that the the lid also serves as a measuring cup. It's 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 fantastic. It, it's it's so good. So if you got anybody who's you know even remotely interested in like cocktail making, I, th- I think this is a this is a great gift. And it, ooh, it comes in. Comes in it comes black in, now, which was not no, the case. You, so I was thinking about getting a backup one of them. They, I, so I don't ever put it through the dishwasher. I don't but either. they mentioned that if you get anything other than the stainless steel finish, it's going to get screwed up in the dishwasher. So oh yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't. I have the stainless steel one, and I, I don't put that in the dishwasher either. Although, so, although they they did pull an apple, and it's five dollars more for the um the gunmetal black. And a three-month free trial to their streaming service. Um, so to so you can you can oh, gift that I to almost, no, I, I no, almost no. put this on my list. The thing so, that you put so, in. Okay, so you can so you give that gift to somebody, and then I'll I'll give I'll be cheap, and I'll give two tag-along gifts for it. So the elevated craft cocktail shaker, I think I we've both made it a chef special, or I made it begrudgingly after you bullied me into getting one, and it's very good, but it but it's bad in two regards. Fine, fine you, measurements. You, yeah, you can't. So the the way it works is like it's it's very well insulated. It's got a built in strainer which works okay, and it's got the 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 top half or the top quarter that screws off has measurements on the inside of the lid in both metric and ounces. But it's really imprecise. Yeah, like the yeah. first the first ounce is is rough. So yeah. you always put like your spirit as the first one, and then. Like being able to put in a quarter ounce or a half ounce of something is impossible. It's hard, yeah. So that is, I mean, like it, it's it's impossible. So that's where uh, Oxo makes two um, measuring jiggers, and the I, this is the one I prefer. Yep. So this one does the same thing as the measuring cups that we talked about earlier. It's got the vertical measurements that you can see real easy. Um, so I've got two of these. These things are great. So love them, they but I do think they're kind of a requirement to make the like I feel like the 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 elevated craft thing tries to be the MacBook Air of cocktail shakers and it, it does fall down. This is this is the this is the RAM upgrade that people need. But what was the other thing? Oh, you need you need a proper strainer. You gotta double strain a cocktail. You can't just use what uh, what comes with the elevated craft cocktail. So Yeah, treat yourself to a night fair. I don't know. I don't think I actually have an OXO strainer. I don't know if they make one. They, but uh, uh, as a matter of fact, they they do, and I I have it. I'll send you the send you the link. 
Um, but yeah, my, my setup is exactly the same as yours. I've, I've got the elevated craft cocktail shaker, but I also have this OXO, um, jigger. I actually have, I have both types of the OXO jigger and, and like you, I, I prefer the, the angled measuring one. And yeah, it's for, I, for smaller pours of stuff. You, you, you gotta have this. I've never tried one of this style because I've always thought it's probably going to be bad. Like I just use one of like kind of like one of the things that you would actually like sift flour through. Oh sure, yeah, that that works. Yeah, yep. but actually, this brings up a good point. Which inter- if we're talking about if you're talking about like a a, a cocktail person, um, this is not going to get a ton of use. But uh, this is hold on. Uh, I bought this and it came out of retirement this summer. This is a stretch. So you you get this for the person that has everything. Oh, uh, the the lady friend's dad got uh, got either this exact thing or something very similar to it. Yeah, it's it's so, neat. I, I appreciate that they have it literally in the Amazon title: whiskey gifts for men. <laughs> <laughs> on on the uh, nose. <laughs> Uh, I bought like I actually so I don't I forgot so there, there's a, a a drink uh, that I uh, that I found uh, the cocktail subreddit like the Trader Joe subreddit very nice people somebody posted a drink called the Great Silence which I very very much enjoy um, I don't like just generally like straight whiskey I just think there's if if you're going to have like a harder spirit like that just there, there's other ways to have that more enjoyably but if you want like a whiskey ice cube it's nice. But for a drink like that, where it's mostly just a simple drink on a big ass ice cube, this is the way to do that at home. The only problem is it takes up an absurd amount of freezer space. Mm-hmm. Like because the 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 thing is like the um, I'm trying to think. Do you never did you ever see a G four uh, cube computer in person? It's the size of that. Yeah, it's I, like maybe. three max. It's like three max studios stacked on top of each other. It's 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 fudging. It, it's huge. Yeah, but it's fun, and it's a as a forty five dollar not gag gift, but kind of just a, a novelty. Eh, you could do worse. Yeah, no, it's it, the the one that the lady friend's dad has is. I, I think it, I, it it looks exactly like, like this, so it must be the same like it, thing. Um, it does what it's supposed to do. Like, yeah, no, it absolutely it, it does to- make totally almost does. perfect. Mm-hmm. The only problem is that you do have to take the ice cubes out after about 18 to 20 hours. Cause if you do more, they don't separate properly, but yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Um, do I have anything else? I, I've kind of, that's sort of, that's all of mine that are less expensive and kind of non techy. I've got if I'm going to clear out the list that I have on less expensive gifts to kind of switch back to to a tech thing. Well, let me let me burn off to oh, okay. yeah. uh two non-tech gifts and you can round it out with tech stuff because I actually explicitly chose non-tech things because my my moral is don't buy anybody anything tech. Um is you have to really know the person, but if you have somebody who's an outdoorsy person, uh are you familiar with uh what's called the America the Beautiful Pass? No. So it's sold directly from the National Park Service and REI, where basically you can, it's $80 and you get unlimited entry to all national parks. So probably not for families, unless, <laughs> just because it is, a, I assume it would be a, a much of an endeavor to get like a family of four 
down to Yosemite more than once a year. But if you know some uh, single or uh, dinks lifestyle uh, people, uh, it's a great gift. You just want to make sure they don't already have one. But no, I've I've had uh, one of those passes the, uh, for five years running, and it has paid for itself many, many times over. Um, and then the only other thing is, I don't think anybody would be mad about getting uh, receiving uh, some Eagle Creek packing cubes. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you have for uh, some stocking stuffers? Um, so I've got the... Um, um... What is this thing called? The Roku Express 4K Plus. I know you're not a big Roku person. Um, was this was this your hotel pick? Exactly. Well, so this this is just like my travel bag pick. So you know, I've got my my travel bag, which we'll we'll get to what that bag is in a minute here, maybe. Um, that I just you know, it's it's always got the stuff that I always take traveling with me. So it's got that you know that um, anchor charger that you talked about earlier it's also got that that battery that i talked about earlier it's got all my all my travel stuff and i i keep this roku thing in there as well so whenever we're traveling and you know staying in a hotel staying with family we've always got a quick and easy way to you know make whatever tv setup basically into almost like the same tv setup we have at home um and this thing's you know it's 25 bucks the reason i like this model in particular is because they do sell like a basically the same thing like in a streaming stick version where like the HDMI part is built into it and you just can you know plug it directly into an HDMI port the 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 problem with that is you know sometimes especially in hotels you might be kind of in a situation where there might might be a little tight to try and like fit a stick thing into whatever HDMI port you have access to so I, I like the flexibility of being able just to plug an HDMI cable into whatever TV you're plugging into and then into this thing. So I, you know, I just carry a HDMI cable and, um, unfortunately micro USB cable because that that's how it's powered. Um, but yeah, this thing is, um, this thing is great and it's, yeah, it's 25 bucks. So it's not a, not a big, not a big purchase for your travel bag. And can you remind me, how does this deal with captive Wi-Fi networks? In, in like this like crazy smart way that I still don't understand like how it works. You like, you basically connect a Roku to like to your phone and then you log into your, with your phone through the captive portal. And then once you've done it on your phone, it like shares the Wi-Fi with the Roku, but you're not, you're not hotspotting to your phone. I, I it's, it's, it's magic how it works, but it's, it's really well done. Hmm. Neat. Okay. What else you got? Um. So what else? Well, you know what? I'll I'll stick with the 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 streaming theme. Um. The Apple TV 4K. It's too expensive. It should be less expensive. However, it it is like I think without question the the best streaming device that's out there, and I. I would say my my favorite part about it is the responsiveness because it's it's the one thing that with like all other TV interfaces that I've ever used inc- including my beloved Roku stuff it's it's just kind of slow like and this I mean maybe this is something that only the nerds care about but like 
inter, you know, inter going through a, an interface or going in and out of apps or whatever, like it's, it's just, it's just not very, not very snappy. And the Apple TV is, and I, I think especially now that most of us are like in this, you know, kind of fully streaming world where the way that we're interacting with our TVs is no longer through cable box and basically is exclusively through these streaming devices. I, I feel like that having a responsive interface like that is sort of more important and nice than it's ever been. And and the Apple TV is is great with that. So then can I ask, I'm sure I've asked this every time you've talked about your Roku, your TCL TV. Then why do you put up with it? That's changing this like, holiday season. <laughs> well, cause that, that's where, so let me give you, so I'll give you a related pick. Um, uh, Wow, apparently I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon with the word mount in it. Um, Oh, so this guy. So you just stick that on the back of your TV, and you buy yourself a one-foot HDMI cable, and you have a solution to wall mount. Like to just have an Apple TV and have a high-quality streaming box that just sticks to the back of your TV. Yeah, I, I have a I have a slightly different setup on mine, but yeah, no, this is this is really this is really cool. Um, and I I actually did think about something like this, but there's there's an alternative way. I think I'm going to set mine up. But yeah, I think this Christmas I'm going to move the Apple TV that's connected to the OLED currently move that to the TCL TV and then get one of the new Apple TV um, 4Ks for the for the OLED. I think that's going to be the plan. Nice. The, the, the Roku stuff is is good. It's it's really good. Um, but it's, it's just it's just not as nice as as the Apple TV. So I'm I'm ready to just have that. And and we actually like part of the reason we didn't end up getting an Apple TV for that TCL TV. I mean it it's got AirPlay built into it. It's got a lot of good stuff that, and it's got obviously got the TV app and all that. Um, we also really weren't sure like how much we were going to use that TV at first. And it's, it's actually, we've actually ended up using most... it. Yeah. It, it, well, there are times where, yeah, we actually end up using that. Yeah. More way, actually quite a bit more than the OLED. So, um, so yeah, I think having an Apple TV connected to that TV is going to, going to make sense. Nice. All right. Got anything else? Well, I mean, I I did I did allude to this one, so I feel like I should mention it. And we're getting into the the more like expensive stuff, I guess. Now, um, this is the the Peak Design Everyday Backpack. Um, uh-huh. I, I, ironically, I actually use mine exclusively for travel. I I don't use it as a everyday carry. Um, Ugh. <laughs> um but but it 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 is a it's a phenomenal backpack. I mean, the the one thing about it is the the kind of the side pockets where they want you to like put all your cables and tech stuff. Eh, yeah, the, 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 those old wings are kind of not. It's, down. it's not the best, but the rest of this backpack is so crazy well designed. It's a great bag to travel with a camera with. The way that you can open it from the top and the sides is is great. You know the adjustable dividers are really nice. It, it's a 
it's an awesome backpack and i i think it's like i just think it's the perfect travel backpack i've i've got the bigger size the 30 liter size it's got a ton of space but it's still compact enough to you know fit underneath an airplane seat and all that good stuff it's yeah it it's a it's a great backpack it's expensive it's you know it's 300 bucks but i Isn't bought it? My, it, what no. is, it it is now at least um no i remember when yeah, no. I, actually, it's it's funny that you reacted that way because when I was gathering the links earlier today, I I I kind of thought to myself like, geez, like I I do remember this being a bit of an investment, but I don't remember it being that expensive. I think I I want to say I paid maybe like two twenty, two thirty when I got mine, but I got mine in like twenty nineteen, I think. Um, and and the other thing about it too is again, it's it's my it's my travel bag. It's gone a bunch of different places over the years. It, it still looks brand new, basically. Um, so it's really, really durable. Great, great bag. Wow. Uh, thanks, Joe. Uh, that's yeah. Okay, it's it's a it's a good product. I and if you're not, if you're not into the um, actually, just I guess a, a, a related just everything Peak Design makes. Pretty much, yeah. Like I didn't, and this is this is a chef's special in the making that I'm currently mulling over. Um, I the only Black Friday Cyber Monday purchase I made for myself is something called the Everyday Tote because I wanted something that was not a shoulder bag just to kind of carry stuff between places. Like it a lot. Um, the every oh I see okay I see it now yeah it is it very much looks like something Martha Stewart would carry and I'm very aware of that but uh it's cuz I did get it in white oh you anyway. did oh. it's a bold it's a bold it look but I like bold it look nice all right well we'll get into it you'll you'll see it someday but um yeah i like it uh all right and then oh, i had one other okay so yeah do you have anything else uh just like at all yeah, or just do, do some. We're, we're two hours. Do some super fast uh, yeah, quick hits. Yeah. Um, I think the the Sonos Rome gets an honorable mention. Um, super flexible, with both you know connecting to Wi Fi, Bluetooth. Super portable, completely waterproof, good sound. You know, not cheap, but but the the least expensive <laughs> Sonos speaker. Um, so I, I I like I like that one a lot. Um, what else can I kind of quickly throw out there? Um, I I really oh I I put on my my beloved um, sleep phones, my you know wireless um, kind of headband headphones that I use to fall asleep to podcasts every night. Those things are great. Um, yeah, I think I think that was that was kind of the main the main stuff on my list. Okay. Since we're just throwing stuff out there that has just no price limit at this point, uh, yeah. So I will just a couple quick hits, just looking around the room of stuff I think everybody would enjoy. The, uh, just if somebody doesn't already have an, a foray into the Sonos ecosystem, just get them a Sonos One from a place with a good return policy uh, for travel. The so uh, the Sony XM4 noise canceling headphones are fantastic. Uh, the Dyson V8 uh, stick vacuum cleaner, always good. Um, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, get, get get spendy. Give people a good Christmas before the, the economy tanks. I actually I did also on my list with the the expensive stuff. I did add like the Barista Express 
that that's that's great. Um, I've been really really happy with we got a we got a new Roomba. I think we got it during like one of the prime like the not the main Prime Day over the summer, but like the second one that they did in October. Um, the Roomba J nine plus. Um, and it comes with the poop promise. <laughs> it does. Yep. Which we've which we've not had to 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 put to the test yet. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really it's really really nice. Wait, I have the J seven. What does the J nine do? What am I missing out on? Not not much. I mean the the the, the cleaning base is. It it, it it looks smaller, and the reason I phrase it that way is because I think volume wise, it's actually probably about the same. But but they've sort of changed the orientation of it, where it's not as tall anymore. It's like it's, it's like they took the J seven um, emptying um, dock and they like kind of like turned it on its side, so it it looks a little smaller because it's shorter. Um. But feature wise it's it's very it's very similar. Hmm. Cool. Um, All right, well Yeah. Yeah, anything I, else? I, I, um I'm looking through this. Um Well you I don't think I don't I would never really recommend that you buy somebody a Wi Fi setup unless they're like really specifically asking for that. But um I I've, I've been really happy with my my T P link deco setup i've got like the x55 um system which is one of their wi-fi 6 systems i've had that for you know year and a half or something like that now and it's just it's been super super rock solid which as we discussed when i was setting all that up last year like that's that's just I, that's what i want with my wi-fi i just don't like, don't want to even think think about it want to set it up and just not think about it and it's been been super solid Hmm. all right well uh since that was just like the world's most jumbo of chef special segments i think people have so we'll try to get this episode out uh quicker than we normally do and i understand that's mostly usually my fault <laughs> um uh and you all have a fun shopping season i remember the reason for the season which is i don't know so yeah T- uh, advising advising people that smart home stuff is bad Oh, that, the greatest that's, that's gift. The no, gift no. The the greatest gift of all <laughs> is no. Actually, here a PSA for nerds. The greatest gift of all that you can give is being being polite and helpful. Going to your relative's house, turning off motion smoothing on their TV, and smiling through being tech support for a weekend, and being gracious, good people. Merry Christmas. <laughs>